This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. I know you'll be alright Even when times get hard And you feel like you're in the dark You will see Just how beautiful life can be When you soften your heart You can finally start To live Life. Welcome back to The Truthiest Life and Happy, Happy New Year. In this episode, I'm sharing my life lessons of 2021, and I invite you to perhaps join me in thinking about everything that you learned in 2021 so you can bring that forward with you in 2022. I'm not big on resolutions or huge goal setting. I think that historically for me personally, they have only left me to feel like a failure and they've sent me on the chase for more and robbed me of seeing what is. Uh, Maybe that resonates with you. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe there's a gray area where you can kind of do both. But I think if you are going to set any big goals for the year, that's totally fine. But I do encourage you to take a moment to A, ask yourself how it makes you feel and B, ask yourself if you've considered everything, all the teachings that came before it. Because if you don't have the wisdom of what you learned moving forward, you're going to end up in a very different place than where you want to be. So this is a mindfulness practice that I like to do every year to mark the new year, to celebrate, to sit with it and to reflect and really take with me all the wisdom that I've accrued from a year of surviving a really hard year and bring it forward with me into the next one. So in this episode, I'm going to share some of my lessons with you. And before I do, I'm just going to give you a little update as to where I am um, pretty authentically right now. Um, And I really thank you, my audience, for accepting me as I am and providing the safe place for me to share what I'm about to share with you. So uh, I'm not going to lie, 2021 really, really rocked me. Obviously, for all of us, there was a lingering, really annoying pandemic, one that has picked up in the last few weeks. Um, 
even when we thought that it was coming to an end. Uh, for me, there was a pregnancy for most of 2021. And then there was, of course, me becoming a mom at the tail end and learning how to shift into this role I've never been before. We all know that I love being a mom. I'm obsessed with my baby. But I have to be real that the last few months have absolutely depleted me and torn apart every fiber of my being. I am left as a pile of threads. And with this accepted defeat, if you will, it might surprise you what I'm going to say, but I actually feel free. I feel free to be rebuilt, reborn, resurrected into who I need to be. And I've always prided myself on knowing who I am. I have a podcast called The Truthiest Life about living authentically because it's something that I do. I've been applauded for it my whole life, knowing what my work looks like, knowing how to bring my work into the world and being successful at getting myself heard. But the fact of the matter is I don't know who exactly I am, how I serve in this moment. And I accept that and being okay with that actually feels really good. I think that a lot of life is kind of fighting through that and feeling like we need to do more to stay relevant, to keep going. But I think if we don't just accept defeat sometimes and just lay on our back and say, life, you win, we can't refind what we need to find. And I also know that I don't have much choice in the matter. So I'm not at this broken down stage where I also can open my eyes and say, okay, I know exactly how I need to be and what I need to do. I just don't know how to get there. That's not it at all. Right now, I'm being rebuilt into something completely new, it feels like, and I don't have a choice in that matter. I can't dictate or predict it. All I know is that who or what I'm becoming is largely out of my control. And with that acceptance of defeat, I'm actually free and it feels really good. So I don't know if that resonates with anybody out there who feels lost or unsure and uncertain about things, but I think that there's something to say about being lost, unsure, uncertain, and being okay with it. It doesn't mean that you're being inauthentic. It means that you are going through life in a cycle that we all go through. And if you don't continuously change and become reborn and, and shift, I think you're, you're going stale essentially. <laughs> so I just wanted to share kind of where I am and thank you all for being here and supporting this podcast as, as I kind of, you know, show up every week and I, I don't, get a chance to hide. I got to get on this podcast no matter what. Um, and really seeing me through all cycles of life. So in this episode, I'm going to share my exclusive life lessons. And I hope that this exercise serves as a prompt for you to take a moment out of your life to think about your own teachings and wisdoms and experiences and remind you that the chase for more, better or bigger, which often we, we kind of get caught up in when it comes to our goals in a new year is far less rewarding and freeing than being content in this very, very moment. All right, here are my life lessons. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is it. 
your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Number one is that women need women. And it's our systems or society that keep us apart. Uh, If you've ever been to a bathroom inside of a club or a restaurant, we as women have each other's back. We are chatty. We compliment each other. We are best friends. But as soon as we leave that bathroom, we side-eye each other. We, We feel very defensive over partners and we feel jealous of the way others look and all sorts of emotions kind of come up over each other. And I don't believe that this is natural, especially going through labor and birth, a very primal experience for me. This I feel like I've been stripped of all the learnings um, and I can only tell you what I feel. I have felt so supported by women in this huge life change from my birth team to all my friends, despite what life stage they're in, moms, not moms, whatever. I have felt so supported by women in my life and I'm so incredibly grateful for my aunts, even my mom, who who I have a you know interesting relationship with, my mother-in-law, my nanny who's now helping with the baby, my friends, you know, everybody. Women have just come together in my life in a way that men simply can't. And I don't know if that makes any sense, but I feel really strongly that we're meant to support each other. And I think it's important that we take a look at the way we feel when we judge other women, when we talk crap about each other, when we feel threatened in any way, and really ask ourselves, where is that coming from? Because I think that if we were to actually come together, we would be such a force that could change the world. And I almost feel like that's why the systems are in place to keep us from becoming the most powerful force on earth because there's nothing more powerful than women coming together with our passion, with our emotions, with our clarity, with our our mothering, nurturingness, all of what, with our sensitivity, all of what makes us beautiful women is scary, I think, to the world. But I want to tap into that more and more and perhaps encourage you to think about it in your own life. Second lesson is that celebrations are important. 
big and small, we need to reflect on our own wins and take time to bask in them, to mark them, whether it's with a ritual or a celebration. And a celebration could be a meal at your house with, you know, some sparkling water, if that's your thing, or a glass of wine. Or it could mean a wedding or, um, you know, something big and, and grand. And I think before uh, this pandemic, I, I didn't really understand celebrations. I think they lost the meaning to me, you know, just felt kind of over the top. And that's coming from somebody who had a big wedding before the pandemic. They felt over the top to me and unnecessary. But now I really kind of can see what celebrations are about. The big ones are about coming together, marking time, recognizing that life is short. And the little ones are about not getting lost in the chase. I've been driving this point home for a while. I remember when I had something big happen for me in business a few years ago, everybody asking me what came next. It was like, congratulations. And what are you going to do next? And I was like, wait, wait, hold on. I'm just getting started here. Why are we, why are you chasing me away from what feels good? And I think that, that a lot of times we aren't taught that we should celebrate our success. We're taught that we need to keep working hard. And yes, we should keep working hard and keep going, but take a moment to celebrate your own accomplishments. Throw the party if you can, assuming this pandemic goes away, but do something special to mark time and take a break. I think it's incredibly important for our self-worth and our self-confidence. Third life lesson is that friendships have love languages. You might be familiar with love languages when it comes to romantic relationships. Knowing your love language can make it so that you understand and speak to your partner better and help them feel seen, heard, and loved. But the thing that I learned this year is that friendships have different love languages. Again, I've always understood this when it came to romance and thinking about Evan, but this year a few of my friends have gone through really tough things and I found myself a little bit lost as to how to show up for them without centering myself. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean is I didn't want to reach out just so I could tap myself out on the back and say, oh, I'm a good friend. I reached out to them. I needed to figure out how to be a good friend, period. And that meant learning what they truly needed, not like what I felt like I needed to do in order to be a good friend. I'm not sure if that makes sense, but one friend really taught this to me. I have a dear friend that I met on the internet over uh, two years ago. We've met in person once. I know it sounds crazy, but she's my rock and I feel beyond connected to her, supported to her. She's helped me through so, so, so many things. We're like soul sisters, I think. So at least hopefully she does too. But she's unlike anyone else I've ever met. Um, many of my girlfriends are are big into um, like supporting me in obvious ways, you know, sending birthday gifts and listening to my podcast. But that's that's not the type of friend this one is for me. In fact, she doesn't do any of that stuff. And that's okay. But she has shown up for me a zillion times in the moments that matter. So when something awful was happening with her, I tried to show love in the way that I know how to typically, which meant reaching out, you know, sending things. And she went radio silent. And at first, you know, I felt my ego creeping in or my fear of, of our friendship dwindling away because she wasn't answering me and I didn't know how to reach her. Um, but this person, her love language is understanding that she needs to be left alone during hard things and holding just enough space for her, but never smothering. And to this day, you know, our conversations are, are really deep, but I know that showing up for her means not being the person to pry into that deep pocket where she doesn't want to go, where she's deplete. She's not coming to me to vent or to be a shoulder to lean on. Perhaps she has that in other places. And what I really love is that it has taught me how to be a friend in different ways for different people 
and not take it personally when somebody's going through something that, you know, they're not responding to the way that we're reaching out. So maybe, you know, if somebody going through something, maybe this is time for you to think about, you know, how and why are you showing up for them? And is there a better way that you could do it that you haven't thought about? Uh, again, this was just a huge learning opportunity for me and really opened my eyes up to the different things that different people need and how we need to remove ourselves from the situation or our fear of them being upset with us in order to really learn their language. Next one is that it takes two people to argue. (laughs) It might sound obvious. And I think that a lot of time when we're provoked, the natural, almost automatic thing to do is to become defensive and to fight back, to protect ourselves. I think it might be biological, a survival thing. But the one thing I've learned this year is that sometimes we're not emotionally available to enter an argument. And that doesn't mean that we should lie in our backs and be beaten or allow people to disrespect us. But again, this year has really given me insight into my own energy meter. And I really like to take a moment to really ask myself where I am on energy. Am I running high? Am I running low? And is engaging in this argument going to deplete myself further when it's not necessary? When a car honks at me for going slowly, do I need to react? When Evan comes home and starts up about me leaving a mess, all these things, big and small, I have a choice to tap into myself. When I get a DM out of nowhere that's rude and and really offensive to me, it's my choice to engage or not and really recognize what will I gain from this argument. Of course, this all begins with noticing my own reaction and then looking inward and then evaluating where I'm at and adjusting my response to meet my resources. But again, it takes two people to argue and we have to be that second person if the argument is to happen. All right. The next one I've had to learn a lot of times and it's kind of twofold. And one is that we don't need to fill every empty space with things. And we also don't need to fill every silence with noise. So this is literal and also not literal and literal because just because we have a drawer doesn't mean that we need to find something to put in it. Um, And just because I have a platform doesn't mean that I need to show up and say something or insert myself. And silence is something that I've always kind of struggled with in in in-person settings. I have known for years how to fill silent, awkward spaces with conversation, jokes, self-deprecation, you know, something to kind of make it a little bit more comfortable. It's my quote unquote strong suit. But I also know that filling the silence leaves me deplete. Um, And something that I've worked on, but it has crept up on me in a kind of interesting way with my daughter in her first few weeks or months, whenever she was awake, I felt like I had to interact with her and be on. And my sister-in-law would say, you put her in, in the rocker and go do the dishes or whatever. And I just think, no, I can't do that. I need to be dancing and, and singing and, and reading her a book and all this stuff. And I realized that I, I brought the same weirdness I have about like silence and non-interaction to her. And as time has gone on, I've now found myself feeling more comfortable putting her in a swing and walking away and realizing that's enough stimulation for her. Uh, But it has shed some insight into the behavior of mine to fill the silence with noise. And sometimes the best thing we can do with someone in general is to not jump into conversation and instead leave that space blank for something to emerge without creating it. 
And when it comes to filling spaces, I think that life just needs to be simplified for me right now. And having drawers and cabinets and things are all great. But what I've also found is that it's left my life really cluttered and not more organized. So there's something about filling that I am moving into 2022 thinking about more. I don't need to fill every empty drawer and I don't need to fill every empty space with noise. Maybe that resonates, maybe not. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Next lesson is that you can't do nothing ever, period. These last few months, I found myself trying to do things and, and venting to friends saying, I accomplished nothing today. And it's a type of negative self-talk that is a little bit more insidious, a little bit more like creeps in. And obviously, you know, productivity and hustle culture is ingrained into all of us. We feel like we need to produce and create and make and do all these things in order to feel like we have a purpose. And although I'm really aware of how that plays out with my work, being a mom has kind of showed me that I still need to work on this because I feel like I didn't do anything today. And then I feel bad about it when in reality, a day goes by and I did things. It just wasn't the things that I seem to consider productive. I changed 50 diapers. I took the garbage out. Okay. No laundry was done. And I didn't get anything off my to-do list. And I forgot to return the pile of clothes that's sitting in my closet and that date's approaching where I can get my money back. But 
I still woke up. I fed the baby. I held her to get her to nap. I pumped the milk out of my boobs. Did I also leave the cap off of my toothpaste and forget to take out the garbage the day the garbage man comes and all those things? Yes, but it's okay because we can't do nothing ever. Rest is productive. Doing nothing is productive. And I want to repeat that again. Doing nothing is productive. Doing nothing is productive. It's healing. It's necessary. And we need to fight the culture that we've been raised in that says we need to do and create and all these things in order to be worthy and recognize that we are worthy just for existing. I think this is really, really an important thing to drive home as we head into another year where where we, we seem to forget how important rest is to recharge and how natural it is and how needed it is. Next lesson is about boundaries, and I'm, I'm really huge on boundaries, and I have been for a long time. It, they have certainly helped me get to where I need to go and grow and turn into who I am today, and a lot of my late 20s were about putting those boundaries up and protecting myself and, and helping me become the woman who I am. I needed to be really far from what was pulling me down time and time again in order to grow my own legs, plant them into the earth, and understand who I am and who I want to be. But as life has gone on, as I'm in my, I'm 33, let's call them the mid-30s soon, those boundaries that I put up have been lowered, some taken away at times. And I think that it's important to recognize that sometimes that happens, even if the people who we are protecting ourselves from don't necessarily change. Because the boundaries go up so we can protect ourselves and put ourselves in a cocoon and we can change so that when we re-enter the world, the people around us may be exactly the same, but we're different. We have new tools to protect ourselves. We know that we can put that boundary back up if we need to, or we could really recognize that the boundary needs to be modified in a new way. And we're prepared to make that change to allow some people in our lives, but in a very different way. Again, I think it's just important because a lot of these boundaries around us are around family, some of which are just incredibly toxic permanently, but others really might, you might be able to handle back into your life in a new way. Once you do the work and learn how to protect yourself and also establish that boundary with the person. If you are properly boundary setting, I believe you are shifting the dynamic of your relationship, not just for you, but for them. And although there may be resistance when the boundary goes up, ultimately when it goes down a little bit, they know what has changed and that can drastically change your relationship. Next lesson is that communicating is a skill that we often refine and some of the smartest people I know do not have this skill at all. Communicating is not just about expressing yourself. It's not just about throwing how you feel into the universe. It's about knowing how it will land on another person's ears and modifying your language so that the words they hear match up with what you're trying to express. Now, this is so complex, especially the more heated or dense the emotion is. But if you truly want to be heard, I think it's important to really think about how the other person will hear it, whether that's in a relationship, on social media, but it's so, so, so important. I majored in communications in college and it really opened up my eyes to this, but I'm continuously struck at how bad many of the smartest people in our world, political leaders, 
even the people that are guiding our nation are at getting their point across. Being divisive is not helpful. Speaking your mind, period, isn't helpful because the point is to be heard. The point is to create change. And I'm something I'm just really passionate about. And it's a skill that I will continue to be working on in 2022 so that I am listening and not just speaking and I am learning and I am taking that all in so that my words have the most impact when I choose to use them. Next lesson is about technology. And this is a tough one because technology was meant and is meant to improve the world, but tech can be really really, really toxic. And I'm saying that despite my work being on social media, having a podcast, having um, an Instagram platform, all the things that have allowed me to uh, be heard. But I truly believe that so much of what we've created is good and science and technology, it keeps us alive, but there is a toxicity to it. And I believe that technology is the root of the disconnection that we feel. Disconnection from others, disconnection from our planet, disconnection to food, disconnection to ourselves. And reconnection is the act of making things less convenient, relying on technology less when we can, noticing the habits that we've picked up and choosing the harder way. Using smartphones, it's obviously impossible to use self-control. Maybe not obvious. Maybe you've tried to use your phone less and you feel like you can't, you feel like you're the problem. The truth is they've been designed to be addicting. Um, I love phone-free breaks, which I haven't taken in a long time. I I think I'm going to go on one now as we speak, actually. Uh, I knew that I did them before I had a baby because I knew once I had a baby, my life was going to train drastically. And I can certainly say that it really has. And going off of my phone is harder than ever. I need it to stay in touch with this person, that person to Google what this means, what that means. Uh, when I breastfeed, I use an app to time it, to keep things in track, to take note. I mean, I'm fully dependent on this thing more than ever. But I think a lot of the times we think like diets that we're the problem when we fail, when they are the problem. So for me, a lot of boundaries around technology, I'm going to be working on this year. I'm definitely going to be taking a look at where my life has become more convenient, where there's been a cost to that and see what I can do. Um, And I really want to engage more with the planet and take more part in my food, whether that means chopping my vegetables rather than buying them pre-cut, certainly avoiding less plastic um, and, and being more connected to everything technological advances has taken us from. Again, I recognize that technology is also wonderful, uh, but it can certainly be toxic if we don't bring awareness to this conversation. Next lesson is that wellness is not glamorous. It's not chic. It's not trending. It's not massages or nail art. Yes, all those things could be wellness, but wellness is truly falling apart and softening in those moments. It's the pain of feeling anxiety and depression and the humanness that we've been taught not to show. Wellness is letting it be, letting it happen and learning from it all. You may have noticed that about a year ago, I changed my Instagram name from the well necessities to Lisa Ham. Well, my website will also be changing to lisahame.com and I'll be moving away from the well necessities. And the reason for that is because my version and my idea of what it takes to be well is very different than what it originally 
was. The Well Necessities was created to help you learn all the necessary things that you need to be your most well. But the truth is, is that it's about taking a trip home, becoming ourselves, getting caught up in the messy and hard choices that are put in your way as you continue to be real with yourself. It's about stripping down. And the best way for me to kind of show that is to do that with my platform, moving away from this idea that you need to have all these things to be well. Of course, there are things that support our wellness journey that I will always talk about, but wellness to me is about being ourselves and the hard parts of life are where we kind of learn that. So yeah, wellness, it's not glamorous, but it is good for us and it's often bumpy and hurts, but know that that's part of your journey to being well and it all fits within the puzzle. My next lesson getting towards the end here, I think I've got three more, is that change is a necessary part of growth. A lot of times people are going to say, oh, you changed and it's going to make us kind of get defensive, say, I didn't change. No, I didn't. But I have come to really believe firsthand that change is necessary. We should be growing. And with growth is going to come change. And that's okay. In order to continuously be true to ourselves, we're going to fall apart and then hopefully come back together as something a little bit more new. And people that don't understand that, you know, that's that's their problem. But this is your opportunity to fall apart and become who you need to be and recognize that when somebody kind of points their finger at you and says, oh, you're different now, you don't need to get all itchy about that and, and defend yourself or feel fearful that you're no longer being true to yourself. Recognize that every life experience that you're going through, going to the grocery store or maybe something harder, getting into a car accident or traveling to another country, all these things are going to shape who you are. They're going to shape your perception. They're going to shape your decisions. They're going to shape your opinions. And that is going to mold you and into the person that you need to be. So it is okay to change your mind. I think we don't have permission enough to do that. And everything is so black and white. Are you Republican? Are you Democrat? Are you, do you believe in this? Do you believe in that? How about we just listen and open ourselves up to what is out there and allow ourselves to be a vehicle for what we need to become rather than fighting so hard to stay the same. Next lesson is that you will reach your arrival many times before you realize that there's no such thing as a final destination. So you're going to meet a person and think that they're it. You're going to move to a new state and think that's it. Things will start to feel really good, like you figured it all out until they don't. For me, I feel like I, I just learned this one kind of the hard way. I thought that moving back to New York in this exact town, in this house, it all felt so right and, and final. For me, my brother and my sister-in-law lived nearby. I felt like everything, you know, the next 10 to 20 years were nice and predicted. And then they moved. And just like that, my arrival here was taken from me. I no longer know what home means for me. And it has forced me to really think about this idea that whenever we get comfortable with things and they feel good, I'm not sure that we shouldn't necessarily take that comfort in and appreciate it, but we need to always recognize the impermanence of things, that they're always changing. Things are in motion, even when we can't see it. And so the point is, is that it's never the end. You will always be arriving to new places as your journey unfolds and as things change. 
period. Nobody arrives to one place with one person, with one location, and that's it. So even though you feel like you arrived, be open to the fact that you will have many arrivals in your lifetime. And instead, for me, you know, there is a deep sadness of this change, but there's also this, this understanding that I'm going to arrive somewhere new again and be able to take that inhale and exhale and say, okay, this is another arrival on my journey. So the lesson is that you will reach your arrival many times before you realize there's no such thing as a final destination. My final lesson to wrap this up is just going to be a quote that I hope will leave you feeling inspired to be you on the Truthiest Life podcast. That's what this is about. And the quote is, and I'm not sure I wrote this down in a notebook, so I'm not sure if I came up with it or I read it somewhere and wrote it down, but nonetheless, I really love it. And the quote is, being you is easy. It is not being you that requires the effort. Being you is easy. It is not being you that requires the effort. And with that, I am wishing you a peaceful start to 2022. Let's all take an inhale. Fill up your lungs. Breathe, 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 breathe. Exhale. Let it all out. Let your belly untighten. Let your shoulders fall. Shake your hands out. Shake your feet. Ah, that felt really good for me. I hope it felt good for you too. I'm really excited about this next season of The Truthiest Life. I'm only going to continue to bring on amazing guests that I think can help us become more introspective and live our most authentic lives. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here, for supporting me in my journey and allowing me into your hearts and homes. Wishing you a great start to the new year. Thank you for being here. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hey there, parents and teachers. Are you tired of feeling like every day is a battle of wills with your kids? Let me tell you about something that changed the game. Love and Logic. Love and Logic isn't just another parenting or teaching strategy. It's a mindset shift that empowers you to raise responsible, respectful kids while keeping your sanity intact. With Love and Logic, you'll learn practical techniques to set limits with empathy, give your kids the tools they need to make smart choices, and build relationships based on mutual respect and understanding. Love and Logic stands behind their methods with a one-year money-back guarantee. Try it out risk-free. If it doesn't change your life, we'll buy it back. Plus, you can get 10% off with code IHEART10. So if you're ready to say goodbye to power struggles and hello to peaceful, loving relationships with your kids, it's time to give love and logic a try. Visit their website or call today. Your sanity will thank you. Love and logic, because parenting and teaching should be a joy, not a chore. Visit loveandlogic.com. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. 
Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.